Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pals, oh, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. It's a Monday after what some are calling the greatest sports weekend of the year. I still have to think about it, but without further ado, Dave, the big news and our big news, the beating your Steelers took last night, 48-37 at the hands of the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry. It was over before it began. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to start with you. What are you? Uh, I'm glad to see you're alive. I'd like your initial thoughts on this when you gave up on them, if you've given up on them at all. What's going through your mind right now? Hello, Sal. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <No>, Charlotte. <laughs> Is this real? What? What's up? I, listen, we're on to we're on to the Penguins. You know, <laughs> ho- Dave, hockey season starts very soon. I I don't know what. Did you? Ha- can I ask you something? Go ahead. Did- <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm talking to someone at, at a wake. Um, do you did you did you have hope at all last night? I got my hopes up there. We we just you oh know we God. just we it just wasn't good enough. Um, you know we we all got to be better. <laughs> got to look ourselves in the mirror and oh, he's doing a press there. conference. I don't know what I'm doing. Listen. <laughs> I'm sick in the balls, deep in the balls. <laughs> what? Uh, well, first of all, let's take you through it. They, I mean, everything was pointing towards a Steelers victory, I, even more so than not having a coach. The Browns, their guard is out. Um, how about the fact that the week before they could only beat Mason Rudolph by two points. They needed the game to get in the playoffs, which by the way is now an extra layer of, Oh my God, what did we do? Had we beaten the Browns? They would not have even been, we wouldn't know how to play them uh, last night. But I mean, watching, I was tallying crap up from earlier in the day and I missed the bad snap and went over the head and I, I turned around and I saw like, Steelers not wanting to recover that fumble. I was like, what are they? They're spotting them a touchdown here. What the hell? Oh, that's what's going on here. And then from there, it just, what, what, when, we, we, when were you done? When were you, was it 14-0? At 14-0, the Browns were a five-point favorite to win the game. When did you give up? And did you have hope again when they punted at the, in the fourth quarter to start? Like, what? what? I, I don't know. I mean, know. I don't, listen, don't know. This, this, this isn't, I mean, come on, guys. This is, uh, there were there were five other games. Let's talk about those. <laughs> I mean, that that, that uh, Ravens was real. All right, listen. Um, I feel that, yes, that when Roethlisberger threw the second interception, the first one was an apocalypse. When he sailed the ball, He uh, James Conner was eight feet in front of him, and he sailed the ball eight feet over James Conner's head for the interception, the first one that made it then 14 nothing quickly. The second one, when he sailed the ball again over the receiver's head, I, you know, who knows what at that point. Um, but I know it's crazy. At 28 to nothing, I still was holding out some vague hope that the offense would rally, but I knew deep down that given the way the defense wasn't tackling and those long, bizarre-looking plays, 
um, by the Browns offense were ultimately going to happen again. And so really what were we, I don't, I, I, I don't I listen, I've been up all <laughs> night walking out. I mean, I, 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 I walked out, um, you know, uh, did you do a Nicole Kidman walk from the undoing? A, yes. <laughs> a personal accounting. I, I don't know. Then the sun came up and that was a good sign, I guess. And some level. <laughs> and now I'm here. Did you with really you. not it's sleep? A, no, I, I, well, what I did do, was wake up at 3.30 in the morning and roll around for 90 minutes just replaying it over and over and over again. Mm. The world's world's never going to be the same, you know? I mean, I'm glad for another day, but I'm not going to jive you. It's never going to be what it was before the Cleveland Browns came into Pittsburgh in a Mm -hmm. game of significance and vanquished the Steelers. I, I mean, I don't know. I thought that everything bad was supposed to be left in 2020. I'm starting to get an idea that that may not be true. <laughs> well, what what's weird is, man, Ben was throwing the ball well during that comeback, right? Like, in the oh second God, half, that's thing, the thing. If, the, if yeah. this didn't get so out of hand so early, and teams have games like these every few years, you just hope that it's not in the playoffs, right? A, a team that A game that doesn't make sense, a game you're supposed to win, and it just... I, I don't know. And uh, all right. Well, we got to blame, right? Because this is the United States. This is what we do in today's society. Where do you put the blame? Uh, I'll go to, to each of you. I felt Tomlin, aside from not having the team as prepared as they should have been, was pretty much blame free until that decision to not go for it on fourth down right before the fourth quarter. I thought the Browns defense was gassed. It's 35-23. You score there. It's 35-30. I think the Browns are done. I really do. And then and then they, they punted, which was maybe not even the top, uh, the worst decision uh, to punt of the day. See, uh, Mike Vrabel will talk about that in a, se- a second. Charlotte, did you think they had a chance to come back there or? Yeah, I did. I before before they punted, I was like, oh, my God, the Browns are going to Browns themselves somehow. Like I had I worried that. I have this friend who um, he was the guy who worked at a coffee shop near me in my old apartment that I used to go to like every day. And I became friends with these people. He got a Tim Couch tattoo mm. in 2018. He put oh, he's no. bet on the Browns to win the Super Bowl every year for the past five years. He like and he texted. I haven't talked to this guy in like a year and a half. He texted me and I tweeted out his um his tattoo. And then I was like, Oh my God, I jinxed it. Like I could be the reason that the Browns Uh. end up losing. And then Mike Tomlin, I think ended up being the reason, but I mean, also there were all those, there all Ben couldn't connect those. The receivers couldn't hold on to the ball. Like his throws weren't terrible. Like there were chances where you're just sitting there watching him throw into the end zone four times in yeah. a row. And it's like he and Ebron all year. It's, it's, it's right. Been the same and he thing. eventually connected on that, you know, that last drive where it seemed well, um, disastrous. But I don't know. I, I feel like it really was a kind of joint come apart because the defense didn't help either. I, I think the reason you hadn't spoken to your friend in a year and a half is because he was in an insane asylum and they took his phone away from him. <laughs> I mean, a Tim Couch uh, tattoo. It's actually a good 2018. Tattoo. It's a good tattoo. I saw it. I, I actually saw yeah. it. It's, it's fun. Uh, Dave, you uh, what were you screaming? Like, because as a fan, I was a non-fan. I was screaming like, "Go for it!" This defense—you you see the cloud of smoke and in the in the, the cold. I, I thought the Browns' defense. I don't know that you had a fourth and two play. Like, I felt like everything was working downfield. But 
Oh, for God's sakes, why give him the ball back there? Yeah, the, the, the timing of the game got so skewed. It was it was just in uh, really, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like old baseball fans talk about. Like every time you watch, you go to the old, uh, the old park, you could see something new. And it really was that playoff games in pro football continually yield things that you've just never seen before. It's, it, it was 28 to nothing with two minutes left in the first quarter. It was the Browns. Crazy. They were up 20, yeah. 28 to nothing. Roethlisberger threw just two apocalyptic picks in that span. The ball got snapped over Big Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> his name. Big Ben, could the actual Big Ben, couldn't. the ball would have gone over that actual Big Ben. It was, it was so far over his head by Marquise Pouncey, let alone another bad snap by Pouncey. There are many people to blame. Um, the defense deserves some of the blame. I mean, they they were not getting yeah. stops, obviously, uh, amidst all this. I mean, it, it, it's not absurd to, to think that the Steelers still could have survived that one with a couple of stops from the defense, um, which then leads me to Tomlin because that's largely his responsibility. But, of course, Big Ben, you know, it, it, those two picks really put them behind the eight ball again, just as they did three years ago against the Jaguars when the Jaguars came in and jumped them. Mm -hmm. You'll remember Miles yeah. Jack picked six Big Ben, and then they had to pull off this furious rally to make it look better. And then you lean back on the defense to make a stop, and they, and, and it didn't happen. Um, so I guess I say um, Roethlisberger, number one, but Tomlin's got to wear this a little bit. I mean, the, the, the like I say, I know it's a three-year span between the last two playoff games, but both of these were at home. Both of these were against... Uh, presumably inferior foes. Certainly the Browns were that coming into town without the, yeah. without the goddamn head coach, without their best the offensive lineman, without, a, a without Denzel fame, Ward. A Hall of Fame coach got beat by no coach. That That's what makes the least sense of all this to me. So Big Ben, he's got one year left on his contract, right? If if he's not there, they take a $22 million cap hit. Do you want him back at this point? I don't Good know, question. you know, it, it, it's fair. I will say this very quickly, though, because just to answer Sal's question, go for it. I, the uh, the my head is jumbled. I mean, I, since I since I walked pre dawn into the sea and uh, <laughs> wow, and I, I and you I left my feet. Dry. I just I just floated. Well, I, no, I just floated there for a second, oh. and I and and I asked myself some really tough questions. And mm -hmm. at the end of that conversation, I I decided to swim back for the shore. Um, mm. It was touch and go there, but I, but I, but I decided to to be born anew um, mm -hmm. at the hands of the Pacific, um, and here I sit now, still everything less than clear uh, where we go from here. Right. Um, should they have gone for it from there on fourth and one? In hindsight, sure they should have. I do think that Tomlin was probably hoping that there would be a better punt there, which is a, which is just a crazy coin flip by all oh, head coaches when they do right that. And right through like, the end zone. Of course the, the punt goes right through the end zone. There's, there's, that, there's no, no question. It really happen. is. Like, I wonder if head coaches think about that. Do they, is it always, because they're generally the more pessimistic, conservative kind of thinkers. Mm. That's kind of their logic. But do they ever account for the fact how often that the punt that they're counting on, like, yeah, pin them deep. Like, yeah, but your punter must pin them deep. And that's yeah. a game. That's a coin flip that that's going to happen. Yeah, and so net, now they get the ball. Thirty-one or net. You might as well take the coin flick of 
coin flip of going for it. I mean, that, what, that's what I think. I think it was even better than a coin flip. Yeah. I agree. But then I also like I was trying to you, you you get swept up and like they're rolling here. They're rolling and they, they, mm-hmm. they you know, three and outed the Browns two in a row there. And, and if they do that, like they got a kid, they got they should pin them deep here and try for try to. But then you're yeah. also thinking like it's the start of the fourth quarter. We're just going to throw. Um, you know, the, the, the temporal, um, kind of when you do things in a football game kind of logic out the window, like you're going to go for it from your own 45 yard line with a full quarter to go that kind of set in for me too. But then of course, as soon as Jarvis Landry catches one 20 yard pass, you're like, well, there goes the, there there goes the value of having punted it. It's not hindsight for me. I was like screaming about it as, as I was Rabel. I don't know. I just thought he got, I I believe in momentum. I think that there's a a thing. I I believe if you win three blackjack hands in a row, sure. The book tells you you're 50, 50 on the next hand, but there is, you got to play the hot streaks. You got to look across the line of scrimmage, see who's gassed. And I thought the, the Browns were, and the Steelers had their way with them. And fine, all right. So if you're going to stop them defensively, stop them from midfield if you don't make it, I, or at I, least try to draw them off sides. For God's sakes, do something. Uh, Collinsworth's like, oh, they could do a lot of things here. And then you see guys in motion, and then the quarter expires. And at that point, it's like, all right, well now they have energy back. I guess the defense. So now it's a it's a but weird it's also just decision. in in those circumstances they needed they were down by twelve. Mm-hmm. They needed to score two touchdowns and make sure the Browns didn't score any more touchdowns. Right. And by giving the ball back in any way to a team that your defense has not been able to stop. I mean, Vrabel, when he explained why he went for it, I mean, why he punted on fourth and two, he was like, look, our defense, and he looked pissed. He was like, our defense was rolling. I thought maybe we could, you know, get a stop, play the field position game. And I was like, when you say it like that, okay, fine. But Tomlin's defense wasn't rolling. And I also think that coaches, I mean, if you think about it, like decision fatigue is a thing. Coaches make so many decisions throughout the course of a game that maybe maybe it's truly as simple as like by the time you get to that part, you're just like, I don't even know. Like, sure, here's a decision. And I know that's their whole job, but I still think. Maybe yeah, they just, just seem to be screwing up all the and all the important ones. That's what's next. Right. All right, Dave, real quick, because there are other so many other. I know. I think answer Charlotte's was question. Worse. Answer Charlotte's question. Big Ben back or no? They're so jammed up with uh, against the cap at this point. There aren't a lot of good solutions for the mm-hmm. Steelers. Here's the problem with Big Ben's return: is I assume uh, Randy Feekner, his hand picked offensive coordinator him returning is now untenable there's this there's just to talk about momentum too much momentum against that guy so then that equals a new offensive coordinator and big ben at 39 learning a new offense that seems unlikely i i guess i would have to know i mean we're, we're talking about big ben versus what mason rudolph I guess give me Big Ben for one more year. Is there some big trade that people uh, want to conjure on social media? Minshew. You yeah, said well, there's a quarterback <laughs> saturation here. You should have a, your pick of the litter. I don't know. You should be able to get, do better than Mason Rudolph. Listen, if they get Josh you know, Rosen, is uh, <laughs> I mean, is 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 Sam Darnold a thing? Is Deshaun Watson now? People are already tweeting out images of Deshaun Watson wearing the Steelers uniform. Mm. That I heard would the be Dolphins a fine name mentioned, but yeah, the I Steelers the would be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the I, I don't know how the Steelers reasonably would would uh, would get Deshaun Watson. So I think those pie in the sky things aside, I guess they don't really have a choice but to come back with Big Ben because that's the other factor. I know it would be nice if it was just like. 
do you want this guy or just replace him and run it back this way? But the cap makes it so that the Steelers are a mess already. They're $25 million over the cap with this yeah. team. That just got it. that just got destroyed by the Browns. So practically speaking, I mean, I I, I don't know what exactly they're going to be able to do. I agree with you, and I mean to your original point where we started, Sal. Yes, I am. You know, people always say like, "Oh, you're a homer, Dave. You're such a homer," and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I rarely pick my team to win. I in all things, I always can see the why they're going to lose. I I can I am as pessimistic about all my teams almost all the time. This one, I could not see how the Steelers could have lost yeah, this game. Going I into it, it was like there's just no chance. I don't I, I there's no way to conjure the path to the Browns succeeding unless and I really the one puncher's chance that I did tell people is unless they do what they did in Cincinnati about three or four weeks ago, which is fumble the ball on their side of the field and turn it over and just all of a sudden find yeah. themselves way down. That's what they did. But I mean game still it does. It Is still doesn't make worst? sense that Mason it, Rudolph almost beat them. That Mason Rudolph lost by two to that same team a week right. ago in Cleveland when Cleveland had to have that they game. They came out it fired no up. Sense. They were, I think this is as much, yes, the Steelers lost it, but I think this was just a Browns totally shocking fired yeah. up win. And it's weird because they weren't a 12-point underdog. They were five-and-a-half-point underdog. Substantial, but, you know, that, that's in a way, though, I feel like this is your worst playoff loss in years. There are times you played against the Patriots, and that stung more because you just want to beat them more. But, uh, you know, we're probably only a three-point. Oh, the Jaguars was a bad one, too, right? <laughs> I guess you were about, about, a, about the same Oh, me, you might have been like an eight-point favorite. Is this worse because it's the Browns, though? I think it's got to be worse because it's the Browns, right? Oh, yeah. There was at least a case that that Jaguars team was, you know, they were a play away from going to the Super Bowl. There's no right. such delusion right. about this Browns team going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, this ranks um, for uh, among all time, not painful Pittsburgh sports losses, mm -hmm. but embarrassing Pittsburgh losses. Yes. I Absolutely. mean, as, as someone steeped in uh, the division between those two things, there there's some devastating ones at the hands of the Patriots, Broncos and otherwise. But but this one ranks as uh, just shameful. What what in hell? What well, in hell? To, they didn't even have their head coach. They, the coach wasn't even there. He was in another craziness. state and they lost. Well, I, for one, hope that Big Ben comes back. If for no other reason, we got to sell those Savin shirts. I don't know what's yeah, going right. to become of those. We got to got to sell those. Uh, <laughs> but I'll say oh, this: no. now there's oh, a lot no. of talk. Yeah, those. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're ironic. Maybe they're like third world nation sh shirts we see now. Like we, we got to donate kids those in to charity. Ethiopia for sure. wearing them, and it's like ironic and everything. But. A lot of the thing was, you know, we talked a lot about Juju Smith-Schuster, the dancing, the TikTok videos, um, the fact that he went out there and said, oh, I only see gray faces when I think about the Browns. Did this inspire them? And I, we had fun with it. And Dave, you said no. And Charlotte, you were on the fence, I think. I am now concluding that it was not. It had nothing to do with Juju. It really did. <laughs> that It did. But I do know what it what may have inspired the Browns. And I think we have a clip of uh, Oh, that. no. Yeah. Mason Rudolph, who got out onto the field. And I think we could make a case just because he didn't get intercepted. He had a better day than the first overall pick in his draft class. 
Baker Mayfield. Congratulations, Baker. There you this go. one's for Miles, everybody. Ah. <laughs> this one's for Miles. They got they got destroyed. They got destroyed. The Browns. This one's for Miles. This one's for the city. They got completely obliterated. Oh the game was over four minutes in. This, uh, one, this, this means more. This one's for Miles. What would Miles do? Miles is a martyr now. This one. This one, this one's different. This one's for the city. This one, this team's different. They've kicked us around for a little too long. Now we got it. This one's gonna feel different. We're gonna teach Pittsburgh. This is a new era. It was over four minutes into the game. Dave is losing his. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow. I think Dave's Collinsworth needs to work through. All right. Well. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that, Sal. It was over four minutes into the game. He said. Dave's going to leave the podcast now. Dave's going to just leave the Zoom. Look at Dave, him over there. Did they He's do it the for corner. miles? What happened? You've sunk back in your chair now. What What's going through your mind? You once blew it again, for the Steelers. Once again, I assume the position of Ann Bancroft in The Graduate after she finds out about <laughs> Ben Braddock canoodling <laughs> with her daughter. I'm, I've resigned myself to the corner of spare white walls. And just like, just like Ann Bancroft says... Goodbye, Benjamin. <laughs> That's right. That's it. All right. Oh, Take your T-shirts with you, Benjamin. My God. But, but how crazy is that? Four minutes in. Four minutes in, this game is over. And four minutes in, it it it. that's how it was, Charlotte. The yep. game was over. Yep. The game was over. The You're prophetic, over. Dave. That's what you are. I'm sick in the balls about all of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rachel Benetta, big Browns fan. Big, uh, big extra Browns fan. Bat. Well... She tried, she's like, hey, get me on a text chain with Dave. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. If I was in college, I would not want to buy this, this is not the way to do it. And she's like, no, 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 get me on a text. So I put you guys on a text chain. She put some kind of GIF with the, uh, I don't know, some pro Browns GIF. You don't even GIF? respond. I thought it was okay because, you know, he's like 12 tweets in now. I'm like, okay, he's breathing. He's got a pulse. But no, no didn't, didn't once respond to Benetta. I did not even consider <laughs> texting Dave and I didn't even consider texting you because I was like, there's yeah. nothing I can say that everybody doesn't already know. There and you go. I just, you know, Dave, <laughs> I am sorry. I want you to, I mean, that, well, that sucks. We it could sucks. shift. Go ahead, Dave. One, one last, uh, one last. All part. I'll say is, I mean, there, you know, I, I've tried to, you know, Raj Goodell, 15 years ago, tried to establish a fan conduct policy. It's none of his business. I, you know, we fans must uh, put together our own constitution, our own fan conduct policy. And there mm -hmm. will be a lot of nuance to it. And listen, if you're a rando Browns fan and you want to take shots at poor old Dave, have have at it. Go ahead. You know what? I can take it. But it does cross a line. It's very similar to when I was vomiting from a bad oyster in New Orleans. <laughs> right. right. And right, Sal right. Sal refused to to give me some space and he kept pushing the bathroom door of the hotel like, Val, what are you doing? Velva, what are you doing? And then finally someone had to step in and say, This goes too far, Sal. This is the sort of behavior that will be unforgivable forever. You'll ne this will be remembered. If you don't take your foot off the gas now, you can never be friends with Dave again. Mm. And that's how I feel. What kind of person takes shots at a, at a friend in, in, in their time of devastation and their time of grief? It says a lot about a person. I still think it was the right move. I really do. <laughs> 
They did it for miles. <laughs> All right, let's shift to more I like misery. That Sal, I yeah. like that Sal. I like that Sal was the voice of reason. Like, I don't know, Rachel. I mean, that when Sal's telling you not to shit talk. Yeah, really. But then I looked and you were you know. tweeting. You're like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna go something a little lighter. I'm going to hit the national news, which is funny. And I'm like, all right, all right. He's bad. He's okay. He could take this. No, he shuts her out completely. I like it. Now there's a rivalry. You thought there wasn't a rivalry. Touche. Did it for Miles. That's Did it right. for Benetta. Um, That's right. Oh, boy. One against, one, one against 392. All right. <laughs> it's a rivalry now. Pat's bills. Okay. I get it, man. Like, yeah. not the same thing, but it's, you know. Yeah, you're like Patriots fans now. You're the, you're the same. Steelers fans, Patriots well, fans. Well, I, I, the one other thing I'll say is <laughs> that we got we did get robbed on this level. Ravens at Chiefs. Steelers at Bills is a better AFC divisional round than what we're now getting. We're going to get into it. I think we're going to get into I it. The Bills, the, the Bills I next think it's to Steelers and Steelers fans, the Bills, I think, get screwed the most here. I think the Bills would have taken care of your Steelers team. would have been a good game. You don't want to see the Ravens. We'll, we'll talk about that. And now the Bills have the Ravens. But real quick, our extra points for extra pay, Parley. Damn it. Went down in spectacular fashion charlotte got us kicked off the weekend first game boom bills uh bills uh now i'm getting colts. confused colts over boom nice little little shaky in the beginning the points started coming in third, i'm gonna be honest quarter. i was i was really nervous in the third quarter i was like oh my god i can't i can't yeah. shoot this parlay in the foot right off the bat but what do we at? we had to go over 49 it was 27 27 24 final dave gets us going sunday uh Another one looked a little shaky. We didn't know what kind of Lamar Jackson we were going to see. They win. The Ravens win 2013. We were given like one and a half, two there. Then I have New Orleans plus 10 and a half. I knew there was going to be a weird game, and I figured this was the weird game, not the Browns-Steelers. It was weird, but it was because they were in it. They were in it the whole no, game. You had the, the Bears. Bears. They could have done the it. Bears I had the Bears plus 10 and a half. Yeah. That freaking whims drops the ball. As easy a touchdown catch as you're going to get. The uh, the Bears and Trubisky would have been up there. The Saints would have been playing from behind. The Saints were dying to give away the cover. And at the end, they actually did a one-handed Jimmy Graham touchdown in the end zone. I'm like, okay, they're going for two here. We get the two and we're in. This is a miracle win that they drove 99 yards after Drew Brees puts the ball over just short of the goal line. Miracle win. No, they don't do the two-point conversion. Did you know they don't do the two-point conversion? They changed that rule in 2018. Even Romo didn't even know. They just walk off the field. And they walked off with our parlay winnings. I so didn't know sorry. that either. Yeah, yeah, they changed it all the, because I think Case Keenum did it for Minnesota, and he came right. back and he just took a knee. He's like, "What the hell? This is meaningless." And then the league had to decide which is more they embarrassing. Had to, right? They had to yeah. drag the mm. Saints out of the locker room after right. the miracle Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, play. yeah. One of their many uh, last-second losses, uh, the Saints. So we lost. Yeah, that uh, sucked. As soon as he dry, as soon as the ball, I mean, the whole thing sucked. Super yeah. wild card weekend. And how long do we have to keep calling it super wild card weekend? If it's <laughs> wild card weekend, do we need to keep saying it's super? And now, like, there's not a regular wild card weekend anymore. It's now just wild card weekend. We don't, I, I'm not abiding by this super wild card jive. Well, also, are we going to be allowed to say that for much longer? We're not really supposed to say Super Bowl, right? Because we don't have the rights to uh, whatever. We, we have to say the big Sunday or whatever. So, Wait, what? are they going to. Yeah, you can't really say only a few people are allowed to say Super Bowl or advertise right. it as such. Like if we make graphics or something, we're supposed to say the big game. We're not supposed to say 
Because Super why? Because if you don't have the rights to it. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. So are they going to do the same thing with Super Wild Card Weekend? I, that's I don't know. Stupid. Um, Dave, was it the best weekend or Charlotte? I I, I kind of feel like no, it sucked. <laughs> Super suck weekend. I agree with From now on, it's super suck weekend forever. (laughs) Charlotte, I was exhausted from just laying on the couch for 11 hours times two. I was just, it it kept getting to a point where after the first game, I'd be like, I can't believe we have two more games. And after the second game, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe we have another game. And during the the third game, I'd be like, I can't believe this game's still going on. But, you know, it was, I, I feel like this year of all years, I appreciated it because I feel like uh, you can kind of you can break up wild card weekend by going to bars normally and you can sort of go to one for one game and a different one or go home or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here I, it was just like straight up fused to the couch for 12 hours and I, I didn't hate it. It was a pretty good excuse to do what I've been doing for the past 10 months. Yeah, well. It was good stuff. I don't know. I have to think about it. I know we can only get two Saturday, two Sunday next week, but I, I, I'd like paired having Rodgers in Paired with there. the game tonight. Paired like having the- Mahomes. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Uh, let's talk about tonight. Hey, you bet on Alabama, Ohio State. You get an exclusive 25 to 1 odds boost on FanDuel Sportsbook. You heard that right. FanDuel Sportsbook giving new users an exclusive 25 to 1 odds boost on the biggest college football game of the year. You means pick either Alabama or Ohio State to win, then bet $5 for a chance to win $125. Now, here's why that's insane, because in real life, if you bet Alabama to win, you have to lay $3.10 to get a dollar. Here, 25 to 1. Same with Ohio State. You get a dollar to win $2.40. No, 25 to 1 odds. Big, big game tonight. Lots of fun. Yes, the weekend is not over. Alabama, Ohio State, you can get 25 to 1 odds. FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting site for a reason. They've got a simple, intuitive app that makes it easy to find the bet you're looking for, then lock it in. And unlike other sportsbooks, once you win, FanDuel will get you your cash in as little as 24 hours. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Download FanDuel Sportsbook app and use our promo code Extra points to take advantage of your exclusive 25 to 1 odds on college football game tonight. FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. Do it real quick on uh, on that game. Eight and a half, 74 and a half is the over under. 16,000 fans at Hard Rock Stadium. That's in Miami, right? The old Joe Robbie Stadium. Dave, I think that's what it yeah, is, Yeah, right? if, right, uh, that's one of those weirdo stadiums that has a new name every uh, 18 months. But um, it could be, you talk about best weekend ever, could be mm-hmm. for the people of Ohio and the central to northern chunk of Ohio, at least, could be the greatest weekend ever oh, right. if Ohio State beats Alabama now, the greatest 24-hour stretch, and you could have extended that to 36 hours if only the Ravens would have lost. Because, uh. by the way... Why well, I don't understand this this thing. It's a recurring thing for me. I don't understand why Browns people hate Pittsburgh so much. I understand that the Emperor Chaz Knoll constructed the greatest dynasty in pro football history, and he's from Ohio, and Big Ben Roethlisberger is from Ohio, and yet you drafted Kellen Winslow Jr. So I understand that you're upset with yourselves, but why you hate Pittsburgh as a result when the Ravens are, in fact, your team and, in fact, have your Lombardi trophies, Cleveland? They could hate both. <laughs> they could spread out the ball. It might have no. something to do with their biggest fan is laughing maniacally at Miles Garrett. It's things like that pile up, they add up, and then you end up uh, despising a city. 
Yeah, it's just sort of how sports work. Yeah. Of course See? they hate Pittsburgh. Now you know. I, I just hope Sal gets or Baker Mayfield gets uh, oyster food poisoning, and I can be I can be there for it. Either they did one. it for miles. I'm going to Alabama here, minus the eight and a half. Mac Jones just sure. four interceptions. Sure. I know it's just no wasted opportunities in that offense that puts up 48 a game. And I think we'll get to it. I think like Baltimore shut down. Derrick Henry, only 40 yards on the ground. Geesh, I think Trey Sermon's going to suffer the same fate. The Oklahoma transfer has been lighting it up. I think Justin Fields and his busted up ribs are going to ask to do something, and it's not going to not going to be good. You guys have thoughts on this game? Or to close, I'm parlaying it. I'm money line parlaying it. Alabama and the Kansas City Chiefs, little wow. better, little worse than dollar forty to one. I'm. T- I mean, I feel like if if Justin Fields hadn't gotten as hurt as he did last week, I would have gone with Ohio State to be honest. Yeah, but I don't, I don't trust think it. I don't either. And Ryan Day keeps saying that Fields is okay, but I mean, the quote that Fields gave after he was hurt, where they just shot him up with something and didn't even give him a diagnosis. It's like, okay, well, I mean, he might be ready to go, but I don't know what they did to him to get him ready to go, and I don't know right. how well that lasts. So yeah, right. I don't know. Devontae's off a Heisman. You got you know. You know, Nick Saban did the right thing. He ranked Ohio State within the top 10, unlike Dabo, right? So uh, (laughs) No bulletin board material. Exactly. I don't know. Juju could screw up this whole thing. Who knows? The Buckeyes uh, are the Buckeyes. (laughs) I mean, I get the best chance that Ohio State has, but I I, I don't love the the way that the Buckeyes have been positioned here. Is there some plucky uh, club with a a puncher's chance? They're Ohio State. They're so loaded. They're four deep at every position, just like the other two actual powerhouses in college football are. Mm. They just rotate in. Oh, that guy's gone. How are they going to replace that QB? Well, they have they have 17 other guys that were five-star recruits waiting in the wings to take over. Um, I feel like, though, that their best chance against this offensive juggernaut that oh that that uh, Alabama has maybe to counter that Justin Fields should um play this game from his basement um and you know like <laughs> and do it remotely maybe what that goes on up. it's so crazy that that can works it, can we can uh, not to go back not to go back to Steelers Please, Charlotte, don't do this <laughs> I just want to say one thing I would have paid so much money to see Kevin Stefanski in his basement I cannot yeah. imagine how you hold it together I had no horse in the race and I was freaking out. Imagine being the coach of the horse, you know, right. like, oh my God. Anyway, People that's say it. that, but it probably would have been a lot of just a middle-aged white guy checking his phone and you would have been well, like, oh, I what, wonder, are, what like, did I Was he pay? pacing? Was he drinking? Was he yeah. like, I really do want to know, even if he was just staring at his phone, I want to know. I want right. to know. If I find going. out, if I find out this son of a bitch was, was communicating via text or otherwise <laughs> with the rest of the coaching staff, I'm going to raise. I, I, I don't Hey, know. guys, guys, look out. Uh, I know I'm not supposed to be texting this, but one of the worst um, snaps of all time is about to occur. So <laughs> make sure you're ready. Make sure you're guys, ready. I saw I mean, on TV, Pouncey's going to snap it over Ben's head. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. I will say, in a more global sense, that it's. That this is why I believe in merit for our postseason tournaments and all sports should be our guiding light, not how many fans we can engage. I understand television networks and the leagues like to have as many fans engaged for these games as possible, but it all gets so weird. Tyler, I mean, what what the what the hell happened? What the, Tom Brady almost lost to Heineke 
All right, well, let's start with that. That almost happened. Jared Goff had JPP hand, JGP hand, beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. All right, well, let's start with that. These games are too close. You can't put everybody (laughs) into the tournament because they're all coin flip games. I know. It's fun, and that's what made this uh, weekend great. It's not fun. It's not fun. I will say real quick, uh, I know nothing's real quick. I'm okay with the format with one bye. I know you don't like that, Dave, now. You think two teams should get a bye, and so now there's there's three. But why is that? Is it just because we're used to it growing up? Why shouldn't just one team get rewarded and get a bye? Why do two? What's the difference between, well, now we know there's a difference between regular regular season, though. What was the difference between Saints and Seahawks? Uh, Why not include three? I don't know. One team getting the bye is fine with me. You know, like it's that. a severe advantage to give to one team. It's when one, you are, but it's the best team. I, uh, you know what? I love. I'm I not think you should give the too hard to the on worst you. team. I think. Yeah. I mean, listen. <laughs> what what I like is when all the teams that win their division, and I know that then people, oh, well, but then what about the what about Washington winning that garbage division? All right, that's how the cookie crumbles. Mm. Um, I like that the standard is going into the season, win your division, and you go to the playoffs. I like to extend that sure. then to. That should be the teams that make the playoffs. If you want to put a wild card in there to to keep, you know, the the um second tier uh fan bases all engaged so that they oh, watch no. for the whole thing. Yeah. That's oh, fine. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, this thing so of seven think, playoff teams is crazy. What do we what, You think there football? shouldn't be wild card games? They're fine. The nature of as Sal said, we're not gonna be quick on anything, but here for football by its nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm creates coin flip kind of results. You don't, you know, the the teams are too close. If you played, as I always say, <clears throat> if the Chiefs played the Jags um, in 10 games, the the Jags would win, you know, two of them, probably. Something like that. Yeah, they would right. win some of those. If the Lakers played, who was the worst team in the NBA last year? I'm trying to think of uh, who would have counted as that. The Knicks. Oh, right. Okay. If the Lakers played the Knicks in 10 Best of five series, ten best of seven. Yeah, but the Knicks aren't making the playoffs. I get what you're saying, but these seven seeds are eleven win teams for the. It would be like the Lakers playing. They they deserve another. They deserve a January. But the eight seeds. But the eight seeds in the NBA are. That's fine. I get it. They're never going to win a series. Yeah, I'm just saying that. That right. Baseball (laughs) sucks with that. Baseball is even worse. Same thing. I know. I get it. Baseball definitely a coin flip. As, as soon as you make it. And then the odds reflect that. But I didn't mind seeing Tampa in the playoffs. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you got you to keep those guys around. Let's start with Tampa. That line was about eight. And then they announced uh, Alex Smith is not going to play. And um, the guy with three quarters of a leg is out. And so now the line goes to like 10 and a <laughs> half. Christ. It doesn't really make sense. Like, okay, wh- why? But then everyone fell in love with Tyler Heineke. Um did did well, kept it close, 31-23 final. Tampa Bay didn't take Washington lightly. I, I kind of feel like that's what the Steelers did with the Browns. Um, sure, they didn't beat them up by two touchdowns. It was, what was it, 21? They were down like five late in the game, Washington. But it was fun to watch the kid come up. And now everyone, I'll tell you what, Charlotte, I'm on a text chain with a lot of Patriots fans, and they're like, we, we love Heineke as a quarterback. We love him. So please let let that be our guy next year. I mean, no? so 
it's a bit of a tough look when it comes out he's a MAGA guy and Bill Belichick <laughs> is about to get the Medal of Freedom from Trump. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recuse myself from that All conversation. Right. Uh, I didn't love watching Tom Brady win a playoff game with another team. Gonna be mm-hmm. honest, there that sucked. That really sucked. Like. I know right. there are Pats fans, and I, I have a recap coming out about this, and I wrote about this. I know there are Pats fans who are clearly bigger people than I or bigger liars than I because they're like, we're rooting for the Bucks, We want the best for Tom. And I'm like, I theoretically do, but I hate this. Like, yeah. I hate watching this. So you, you realize there's footage of Cam Newton storming the Capitol, right? Oh, I mean, my just, God. You're just going to ignore oh. that? Yes, oh it's my out there. God, so. I'll find it if it's that. Uh, Heineke, 26 for 44, 306. And added 46 on the ground. I don't know, Dave, for a minute, I was thinking like, I was thinking like you a little bit. I was like, all right, this uh, all day football thing is great. But we watched Phil Rivers, who couldn't reach the end zone on a Hail Mary from about midfield. We're going to we're have to pretend that um, Wolford is good or Goff with a busted thumb. And now uh, Tyler, Tyler Heineke, uh, Heineke, I'm like, oh, man, maybe it's a little too much here. But um he did a nice job. Reminds me of Case Keenum, like build wise and everything. But I don't know if he keeps it going. Not getting a Matt Flynn type contract in the offseason, but I would be happy if I was Washington fans, right? Yeah, I mean now they're what I they're I guess they're not going to go Cam Newton in the offseason, but they're you know speaking of which, um, mm-hmm. who Washington go with it at QB for twenty twenty one. But obviously they're relevant because of their defensive front, aka Maroon Four which uh, Mike Tirico, like Al Michaels, the week before invoked it. They and put said, it many up there. Pe- Many people are calling them the Maroon Four. Leave the the out, please. It's mm. not yeah, the, it's, it's not Maroon the. Four. Right. And the, the, the thing that's most delicious about it is that uh, uh, Washington fans and people in Washington, D.C. do not like this at all. Well, guess Why not? what? Guess What's, what? I didn't see any. Did, who doesn't like it? Oh, they they don't like it because they're like it's um it's burgundy um this is terrible. Oh hey, God. I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance. I threw it out there. I liked I liked the D state. I thought the D state was uh, was mm. more clever, but I included Maroon Four. That's what won out. And I don't like that Washington. Apparently, their PR department must be. This is two weeks in a row now that this has come up. So obviously, in the building, they're telling them in those production meetings, like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Well, we call it. We the the nickname here is Maroon Four, so they're perpetuating. Yeah. I don't think NBC's picking up on that and running with it. Washington is spreading that anyway. Well, they have you to blame. That you should, if you're going to take credit, you got to get the blame too. So, Dave, if yeah. you I'll have trouble it. with Maroon Four, write to uh, <laughs> Dave. I don't know where he'll be. He's going to be in the sea, floating by the sea. Um, uh, Maroon Four got to Brady three times. He didn't throw the pick though, Brady. If he had thrown the interception, I think we have a last possession type. Uh, game and that would have been fun and now as it is they go on to play new orleans um could have been brady rogers we could still get brady rogers in two weeks but it's uh new orleans now a favored by three and a half points in the superdome they played we well they played the bears we talked about that i don't know i i leaning now on monday i see now it went to three on fandle I think Tampa, even though they got destroyed, I would I would not bet against Tom Brady right now. And I think the Tom Brady playoff money is coming in, Charlotte. I think we yeah, might I see that at two and a half or three. I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. He's, it's the kind of thing where 
as a Pats fan, I just, I was so confident, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, we could be down by whatever. And I'd be like, oh, he's got it. And usually he had it. And it's like, once you see that enough times watching the Washington game, I picked Washington because I think I was just being spiteful. But like in my heart of hearts, I was like, Brady's not going to lose a playoff game. Yeah. He's not going to lose a playoff game to Taylor Heineke. Like it, it, it's just this level of confidence that you get with him. And he, he has the reflexes and he knows, he knows he, he has so many reps and he can still do it. He's not falling apart. He's not he's not Big Ben. And I think oh, that Oh wow. <laughs> you know what else? He's as hot as he's been going into the playoffs. <clears throat> also, he been, looks did you see the the side by side of him next to uh, George Blanda? George Blanda, yeah. And everyone was like, uh, these guys aren't just George the same Blanda age. looks like a, a, a civil war vet. I, like it, it's crazy with the George Blanda, how old he looked at and when he was like 28. And but yeah, no, bottom yeah. line is don't bet against. Yeah. And he's and him. he's firing it all over the place. It's like six, six receivers or pass catchers uh, regularly. I, I think he's tough to bet against right now. Dave, what are your Monday thoughts on Saints Bucks? I kind of am. I'm hearing what uh, what your pal Romo is saying about Tom, and he he did uh, say about a month ago that he felt like they're starting to figure things out, and it's something that he perceived watching a game in a blowout against mm. the Bucks. The Bucks were on the wrong side of it, right. and so for some reason Romo summoned in the fourth quarter. You l- hear me now, believe me later, kind of statement. They've just figured some things out that will serve them well going forward. Mm. And then they took off from that point. It's an mm-hmm. interesting thing. I also don't love not just the narrative of it, but, you know, the self-imposed pressure of Drew Brees is going to retire as soon as he loses. As soon as the Saints lose, that's it for Drew Brees. That's mm. an extra weight to be carrying around for not just Brees, but for all the guys on the field, but specifically for the guy at the trigger there. I don't love that for Brees either. That feels like, uh, as I say, an added weight. Like, this could be my last series in my professional football career as he runs out in a close yeah. game in, in the fourth quarter. I wouldn't want that hanging around my neck. And I, I got to say, I, I think and assume and, you know, coin flip and all that kind of stuff, um, kind of results that we keep seeing in these pro football playoff games. I got to think that Rodgers and company are going to be able to take care of one-handed uh, Jared Goff or thumbless, uh, <laughs> no opposable thumb Jared yeah. Goff and company and survive that game. And so, come on. I, I Every every year, every week, we make these assumptions. Oh, I want Russell V. Breeze. And, I, and then we don't get it because now we got Mayfield going to play Mahomes. Blah. Um, oh, that's fun. It's not fun. Fun college game when they it's hooked fun up. College. What was it? It's not fun, and I don't want to hear any. I, no, that's the end of it. I'm putting my <laughs> foot down. Where it's not anything fun about it. Now, okay. Tom Brady at Aaron Rodgers for a trip to the Super Bowl. Be great. Now that's fun. Let's that's fun. It. That's Let's what I'm that. rooting for. First, they have to get past your uh, Aaron Rodgers has to get past the Rams, who dispatched the Seahawks thirty to twenty. Mister Unlimited again. Bad move. I don't think this is getting enough press. Pretty or, or, limited. He looks yeah, pretty limited. He went out there, made a video, called himself Mr. Unlimited, and then was exactly limited. And by the way, maybe if you're not going to do the play on third and two ever. Now, he had a bunch of rushing yards scrambling. No design plays for Russell Wilson. I feel like, I'm, I, feel like I know exactly how much a quarterback should run. I feel like Lamar runs too much. Russ doesn't run much at all. It's not, where's the third and two play, especially with not a great running game where he just keeps the ball, he hides it, end the round. That's good for nine yards 
uh, every other, every third drive at least. Put that in there, and they're in that game instead of losing 30 to 20 as a three and a half point favorite. Mr. Unlimited showed limitations. And my other point on this is Jared Goff, okay, he's the second string. McVay waits till game time to announce it's going to be Wolford, who suffers a, what seemed like a terrible injury, like ambulance and everything else. Why don't they have three quarterbacks? That's what on the I want to know. There? Why wasn't Bortles activated? Because they. Will he be for this spots game? are precious, and they'd rather have like a sixth or seventh th- defensive back in there than a third quarterback. But for this particular for this game, game, I feel like stupid. Like, what do you? Goff shouldn't even Goff shouldn't even been activated. So of course you right. need a third guy. I don't know. I I, uh, I don't know what happened there. And they're selling us on. They're selling us on Ramsey shutting down Devontae Adams for this Packers game. Packers Monday line. Minus seven, 45 and a half on FanDuel. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I, I mean, as I say, I I, I imagine that, and, and by the way, too, we've seen this Rams team. I know this is anecdotal at this point and so far in the rearview mirror, but I'll still cite it, that when the Rams, when they were really rolling even in 2018 and they paid a visit up to cold Chicago and I think it was December, it was really cold. They really looked like something out of a movie. Like, oh, these SoCal guys ain't going to be able to handle the the chill in the air. And they really did look like they that, like they came off the beach and didn't know what to do. I really do think that that's I, I and trust me, I understand. You don't have to drop me a line uh, to to let me know that a lot of guys that are on the Packers are from Florida, or California, or Texas as well. But there is something to. Uh, adapting to your environment. I think the Packers are better suited to play in a cold weather game. So I think they should be able to to do that. But I also do think um, in uh, just to make a comment about how media narratives um, kind of determine the way we react to these things, because people decided, you know, week 10 ish, like, boy, this Steelers offense is sputtering and they're and they're not very good. Everybody is all over that, but nobody is on the Seahawks thing, which is the exact same story. Really? Yeah. It's like, what, what the hell happened? I mean, like this offense, Russell Wilson was the MVP. Legitimate. This offense is on DK yeah. Metcalf is going to go down as probably better than Jerry Rice and Correct. all that kind of talk at the midway point. And then it just vanished. But I think the difference is with the media is like, we, we could see that this was happening for Pittsburgh and everybody self validate. See, told you so, but nobody's told you so about the Seahawks. Everybody's like, just ignore it, and maybe no one will notice that we that that I, don't know what I tweeted or I went see- on that show and said Russell Wilson is the MVP because because right, uh, right. obviously that's not true and that's egg on my face. Well, we've been wrong about a lot of things, but yeah, Russell Wilson and that offense disappearing and that whole division kind of disappearing in that offense. I was like, what what happened, Kyler Murray? I used to love that. That was those are two offenses, the top two out of four, Chiefs being one, and and maybe maybe the Bill. I don't know. Those are the four I wanted to see every week. And then it just went to nothing. But this Rams, Charlotte, I, I would say without fans going to Seattle and going to Green Bay and winning this year, a lot easier than in years past. Yeah. Um, even though these teams were like seven and one in the regular season at home. But you give them a shot Saturday or the Rams? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like mm-hmm. McVay, um, I kind of count the Rams out. I feel like I count the Rams out every year. And then something like this, the way they beat the Seahawks, yeah, it wasn't a blowout and the Seahawks were terrible. So, okay, that's fine. But the way that defense, the fact that you would go off with a hurt thumb 
uh, as the second string quarterback. You had did Aaron Donald went out, didn't he? At yeah. one point, and uh, who else went out? There well, was, they, there was one other injury that was Jared like, Goff's and, thumb. Okay, well, <laughs> like the fact that you can you can still win that game that to me says that there is more depth here and that McVay has done something very impressive. And I think that Rodgers is rolling, but if you come in there that confident. And then, and you you count the Rams out. I don't. I don't think that's smart. It's a fun game. I definitely wanted to see Tampa and and Rogers. I'm hoping, like Dave, that we see it in two weeks. But, but we could um, get Tom and Goff again. Don't you want that? Oh, that yeah. was such a fun Super Bowl. That's terrific. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, McVay really. Got, I'm not gonna say he got lucky, but he got to the fourth quarter where they didn't have to complete a pass to win. Let the me. I'll I'll say one thing too. By the way, about the Rams, yeah, Sean McVay's getting a lot of credit, and I suppose he deserves it. With you know, as we say, with the two options he had in there at QB, but really, it's Staley. And in a league when everybody is offense heavy and everything is offense dominant, as I say um, about uh, about a good running back who can stay on the field for all three uh, uh, downs, is um, you know, it's like gold. It's it, the reason it's precious is because it's rare. So mm-hmm. don't you want to go get the defensive coordinator who's shutting other teams down in in, in an era when offense is yeah. ubiquitous? I mean, right. that seems yeah. to me that that's what that, everybody's like, be enemy or whoever it's going to be. Go get the guy who can a- and then get the electric QB on the other side. Let the QB do his thing. I know Pete Carroll has done a lot of damage to that sort of logic as a defense, uh, as a defense first head coach and then let your dynamic QB take care of the offense but right. I do think there is something to to that being the strategy moving forward if you're if you're the Jags I think get a defense uh coach and then get a special guy at QB and, and I feel win like that that's kind of what the Jags had going I mean when they had Bortles he threw it like once a game they just sort of rammed it through and had that defense with Jalen Ramsey and so maybe yeah, yeah. maybe that makes sense but do we think Pete Carroll is going to stick around now Man, I don't know. I don't know. He's. I feel uh, like he's. he's I right feel like he's losing the, it. The, the the bonehead coaching decisions, and there's so many, and especially when you're watching one game at a time, you could really, um, really zone in on. Oh, that was a bad. Oh, why'd they do that? Brandon Staley's who you're talking about defensively, Dave's so hired in January, uh, right. last January, but a lot of help. Maybe having two of the three best defensive players in the game, in Jalen Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald. That's uh. It's that they've really wrapped these games up, huh? With the defense. Let's go to the AFC real quick. Uh, Bills, Colts. Dave, you, uh, I love the Bills. The Bills, if I didn't take on our parlay, uh, the Saints, I'm uh, sorry, the Bears, I would have taken the Bills and I would have lost there because they were laying six and a half, seven points. 27 24 win. Um, now, poor Phil Rivers is stuck in quarantine with his kids again for uh, six months. Hmm. Bills snap a 25 year playoff drought. Won their first game since uh, 95. Good job by them. That was a fun but weird game. The stat to hang on there is first time a team has had 450 yards of offense and no turnovers and lost, and that's the Colts. Um, The one unit I'm least impressed with uh, over the weekend is the Bills' defense. I really thought they'd pressure Rivers, and they didn't. He, He slung it all over the place. And now uh, they're at three-point favorite against the Ravens. I know where where you're going with that, Dave, but fun game. Best game of the weekend, I think, next week. Well, upcoming? Yes. uh, It's the one I'm looking forward to the most. I know Tampa, New Orleans is is great, but that's two for me. I'm I'm not not, looking forward to that at all. You're not? Really? really. Tampa, New Orleans? Oh, no? 
It's no, a good one. I think the Saints didn't look as good as they should have, and I can't. I hate and Tom's. <laughs> oh, that's right. We don't want to watch. I get it. Yeah. Well, you can just I, run the uh, the uh, Medal of Honor ceremony on a loop. You don't have to watch that. Tell, I swear to God. <laughs> Medal of Honor. Medal <laughs> of Honor. He got, Medal the guy of was, disgrace. The guy was signed. It was he was fined for cheating. The team was suspended for cheating. They lost a draft pick for cheating. He's getting a Medal of Honor. This is getting great. This is so good. Also, just just real quick, uh, Trump yeah. has given out twenty five medals of honor, and fifteen have been to sports people. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> another one went to John Voigt. Um, <laughs> I'd give them all to sports people, but not Bill Belichick. No. You're not the president. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good list, Sal. That we should work on who Actually, would get yeah. the who would get our medals. People who would get the well. Medal let's of do honor. that for Wednesday. Um, okay. Who would right. give a uh, medal of honor? Because I don't think this ceremony is going to be big. Charlotte I will say, let me let, let me just say this about <laughs> yeah. the 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 takeaway from the the um Bill's the Colts. Colts loss was I really did think that I, I Jeff Schwartz and I both were all over not just the Colts um uh with the points but you know the money line looked real good to me I really did think and Schwartz was with me too and. You know, I guess it, you know, who knows where the game goes after the the Colts don't punch it in there at the goal line and go for it on fourth down after the pitch play on third down. And mm -hmm. for the millionth time, I must say, me and my offensive coordinator from my imaginary pro football team, David Carr, I know agrees too. play action at the goal line and short yardage will always work, especially if you, if you have a QB that can move. Phil Rivers can't move, but still it would have been effective there. How about it's John not, Taylor up the middle twice? Third and goal, the one, right. fourth and goal from the one. You're getting there. I, I have no problem with that. And because I have to tie everything back to the Steelers game, that's the thing that you also have to keep in mind with why Tomlin doesn't go for it in that spot there. They have no ability. I know. The Colts do. The Steelers have no ability and have revealed that over the course of the last two months to make a yard when they have to have it. They just said, the just, results looking, are in. They can't make a yard. So what are you going to do? Scrimmage. You're looking across and the dealer's holding a six. Go, go get them. I hear you. Know? I know, but what are you going to do? But so, yeah, the Colts, it's it, so anyway, people all, uh, you know, uh, bemoan, you know, what the analytics say. And then they say, see, analytics are bad. It's like part of it also has to do with the execution and what plays you call in those spots. Sure, and right. so going for it and, 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 and do, the issue is why are you running a pitch play on third down? Why, what are you doing that? If you're, if you're the Colts, when you have Quentin Nelson and the rest of that offensive line yeah, and Jonathan Taylor behind them, or with Jonathan Taylor there, Play action and and throw it to the dragon tight end. There's no yeah. way that the Bills stop that. There's just so that no way it. that that gets that, stopped. That was it. So then they went and uh, uh, it was crazy how they went down the field. Um, the tiptoeing down the sideline right there in the Indy Buffalo, Gabriel Davis, twice, two big catches. And then they score and it's 14-10. And yeah, I know you and Schwartz doing a victory lap, but they were also up double digits in the fourth quarter. It was such a weird game. So I know Bill, Bills are lucky to uh, Josh Allen, to but that, I mean, like, that's the kind of thing when I say get a guy who's defense heavy and, and can really build a defense for you on one side and then get a special guy yep. at QB when Josh Allen, I mean, there's just nothing you can do. It's the same thing as Lamar Jackson so breaking off these runs. There are certain plays in the course of a game and you only need two or five of them from the guy who was holding the ball, Josh Allen made two of those on one drive and it was decisive, even though it was in the first half of the game. 
those scrambles that he made and, and just drilling those, there's just nothing you can, legitimately, is, there would Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and whoever else you want to throw out there. Like, there's just no stopping it if the play, if that guy is going to make that kind of play. And Josh Allen made two of those on that on that decisive drive. A lot of Mahomes-esque plays in there for, uh, for Josh Allen. And then, um, well, and then Baltimore, Tennessee, we touched on it a little because it was part of our extra points for extra pay parlay. 2013 win. Lamar came out struggling through a terrible, terrible interception. Basically a punt up there. Uh, speaking of punts, bad he decision. He called it a dumbass. He called it a dumbass interception. Yeah, after the game. <laughs> and then he shuts us all up with that maybe the best playoff run we've seen by a quarterback. Um, it was 48 that was yards. Unreal. Crazy. And uh, the biggest takeaway is they stuffed Derrick Henry. Dave, we talked about. Are we putting too much mileage on this guy? Eventually it'll catch up. I don't know if it caught up or that the Ravens just played great defense. Either way, um, they result as uh they result. They they um advance as a result. Pretty good. You Pretty have good to have team. pieces to be able to do uh, to be able sure. to practically stop these guys, but it's it's fairly clear how you take uh, what you what you do is you take away Derrick Henry. Easier mm-hmm. said than done, but the the Ravens defense, as we keep pointing to over the last couple of months, if healthy, is potentially dominant. So they took away Derrick Henry, and and there were the results there. I think that the big thing going forward is that they learned this one. They again got behind, and then Lamar Jackson uncorks that terrible deep ball, and then somehow they found their soul and return to what they were, which is, this is the offense that we run here. It's a big eight offense, uh, like uh, Jamel Holloway, but we have a better passer um, than Jamel Holloway for Oklahoma in 1985. And we got to stick with that. That's what we are. And when they return to that, that should be scary to the Chiefs on down. That that yeah. They abide by that. Even if you get them down 10 points, that Lamar Jackson offense is going to make a little bit of hay. Um, what a game. I, I just wish we got it is awesome, but I think Ravens at Chiefs would have been better. But anyhow. Yeah. Because, well, we would have had four quarterbacks, you want to say. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, well, B- Baker, the, the storyline's all over the place for that. So the Chiefs are a 10-point favorite over the Browns. The Bills are a 2.5-point favorite over the Ravens. Packers, 7 over the Rams. And the Bucks. right now, it's gone down to 3-point uh, favorite that the Saints are uh, a favorite over the Bucks in the uh, Superdome. One more thing I want to talk about, Nickelodeon. Charlotte, did you uh, dedicate some time to Nickelodeon? I checked it out. Of the I Bears, uh, Saints, yeah, yeah. I thought they did a great job. I uh, at a certain point, I was like, "This is a little too much neon," and I went back to Romo. But I <laughs> that did was think, it. Yeah. I did think they did a great job, and I think that if you're trying to get kids to watch, um, I think it was Nora Princiati who tweeted. She was like, "Why would you? Why would you start with the Bears?" Um, yeah, but right. I, I do, I do think they did a really, a really good job and showed that there are other ways you can broadcast football and have some fun with it, and so. I like that. I feel like I'm a little too old for like I'm like a few years too old for SpongeBob and never really <laughs> cared that much. And some people just like really go nuts for SpongeBob. So I felt like I was missing something there. Um, but, you know, other than I mean, it it they did a great job. Yeah, was- it wasn't for me. I, I wanted to go exactly just like you. I wanted to go back to Romo after 10 minutes. I get it. The first down line is wavy and orange and cute. And we, we didn't we saw the green slime touchdown only once in like two hours. So it's like, all right, that that fact. But the idea of them teaching younger kids and like 
I, I was talking about it on Simmons. Like there was a tough play where the ball was out of bound. There was a catch made and it was juggled, but it was then repossessed. And they, they're trying to explain that to kids. And I'm like, oh, good luck with this. You can't even explain this to adults. I thought What's Nate Burleson was amazing, not? though. I thought he did yeah. a really, really great job of making those things more clear. Um, really good. So, so that was good. Dave, yeah. did you uh, check into it? Yeah, Nate Burleson. I mean, that's, uh, again, um, the, the specific who you put in the booth is everything. And Nate Burleson is the ideal fit for that. Yeah. Um, a delightful soul if there ever was one. So yeah, that was, it mm-hmm. was fun. And I, 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 the only thing I just, I can't stand that everybody feels obliged in our narcissistic society. Like, Hey, I'm a 57 year old man and I don't like this. Like, then don't watch it. They're like full. I don't get what's funny about full house. Hey, 57 year old man, the show's not geared for you. That's I right, mean, it's, right, like, right. it's the same thing. Like, why, oh, why yeah. do people have to take to Twitter to let you know that that's not what they're watching? Right. Like, let I, that, that's the have, only thing I hate. Let people have their thing, man. Who cares? My, my biggest problem with it is I watched it. I liked it. I get it. I think it's good for kids. I wanted to switch back to the Romo telecast. And then I'm like, oh, my God. I'm looking on Twitter. I feel so obligated now to keep this whole theme going with Nickelodeon, even though I haven't watched the Nickelodeon feed in 45 minutes. I have to come up with a funny Patrick and SpongeBob reference as it relates to Trubisky. I flipped back and forth a few times because I felt I felt such FOMO about that. And then I was like, I really just want to I really want to hear. It sucks. (laughs) FOMO, go. Feel fear of missing out, right? Yeah. Did I get it? Very, yeah. very good. Right. I, I'm just, I'm just throwing a. Right uh, when I switched back to Romo, though, it was Nance um, was in the booth, and then it cut to Tony in the booth, and he had just started. He was just finishing eating something. He'd taken a bite, and he had to like finish chewing before he started talking. And I've never related to him more <laughs> in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, keep that going. I'm fine with the Nickelodeon stuff. Um, Hey, Crown Royal believes that being a royal fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That is how to crown your game day. Even at home, you still get to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. Just remember to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. We're going to take a water break right now with our Crown Royal Water Break Athlete of the Week. I'm going to make it simple. Josh Allen. I think he had to play a perfect game, and I think he did. Well, he had nine incompletions, 26 for 35, 324 yards. He had, oh, he added 54 yards on the ground, as Dave mentioned earlier. He did it. He did just what that offense needed to do to beat the Indianapolis Colts. And he is responsible for so many sore backs this morning. Bill's Mafia jumping through tables, unlimited, talk about unlimited, Mr. Unlimited, unlimited videos of men and women jumping through fiery tables in the snow. It's the craziest thing going on. Again, injuries all over the place. He is my crown Royal Water Break Athlete of the Week and a chiropractor's dream, I have to say. (laughs) Josh Allen, good job by you. Charlotte, who you got? My Water Break Athlete of the Week is another young quarterback who is not alive the last time his team won a playoff game. It's Baker Mayfield. Sorry, Dave. He completed 21 of 34 mm. pass attempts, threw for 263 yards, had three touchdowns, zero interceptions, wild win against the Steelers. And I also just want to shout him out because he he said something that I thought was was really great after the game in his uh, post-game presser. Michelle Tafoya asked him um, about how Michael Dunn went out for their offensive line. And Baker goes, 
Yeah, I mean, I literally introduced myself to some guy named Blake in the locker room before the game, and then he he came in, and so uh, mm. there was a there was a cool vibe after the game that I very much appreciated. So Baker, congrats, have a water on me. All right, Dave. I don't know. I mean, Baker's not a leader of men. He doesn't even know the guy's names on his teams. He's <laughs> he's too distant. He's isolated. He's he's running that uh, building. No. Of course, the real issue is that Kevin Stefanski was feeding information against the rules, and that game should not be allowed to count. <laughs> In the meantime, I think Kevin Stefanski did something very selfish by allowing that game to be won when he wasn't even there. Um, this really damages the credibility of the need to have head coaches at all. On the other side of that same coin, though, perhaps this introduces the idea that if you can do it from your couch, then we all could be head coaches. And that leads me to this, inspired by Kevin Stefanski. I think there should be a pro football team. I don't know which one exactly. Maybe the Jags, um, since as of this recording, they don't have their head coach yet. Instead, they just leave it open, and we, the public, gets to make all the calls. Mm. American Idol style. We text in third down. Draw to James Robinson. There's a league like that that they're making, Dave. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Well, I would say where we one, make the calls where fans coach the game. I would say, yes, that is true. But furthermore, I like the idea because as someone who had the Jags and bet on them in the beginning of the year to have the worst record, I would love that idea. You get, I, I get to play a uh, call play fourth and 23. We're, we're going for it. Right. We're going to have to solve that. Right. We're yeah. going to have to work our way around the right. game. There's no implications of us, but I still, I think this will be fun. Yes, let's let's match wits with Andy Reid in a big game, America. Let's do it, Football America. We'll just now. You want an America's team? That's America's team. The, the one, one that we're good all thing. we're uh, all American idling, texting in our answers for. Nope, the one Cowboys. good thing about that would be that fans couldn't bitch about calls that coaches make because it'd be well, like we you got, did that. Yeah, we we also get to be we also America Football America also gets to dictate who gets drafted too. I mean, like we build yeah. this team from scratch. We get to pick the uniforms. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Kevin Stefanski, you creep. <laughs> yeah, and you could, you could instead of blaming coaches, you could blame your friends. Like, what right. was Carl doing on third and 12 there? Come on, step it up, Carl. Do, Embarrassing uh, do more move. Like, more like Nancy. Be a little more uh, proactive with the offense. All right. Gary go. wanted to kick the field goal there. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> yeah, it's like Gary doesn't even know who our kicker is. You right. know, like, yeah. I like it. All right, that was a Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. Uh, that's it. I think we did it. I think we covered everything. What did we do? Hour 15? That's good know. enough. Charlotte, <laughs> at the Wilder Things. At the Wilder Things, yep. Wrote about what it felt like to watch Tom Brady in the playoffs. You can find mm. that on my social media, Twitter and Instagram. Got some recap videos coming out. Um, and we'll have a People Sports podcast this week, per usual. And uh, you're all my favorites. There you go. And at Damashek on Twitter, I'd give you his number to text him, but uh, he does. he's not going to get back he's not to gonna you give, about this he's Brown, not write back. Brown Steelers. No way. He's done. I'm petulant. I'm petulant. I'm not going to respond to you, to, 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 to you baiting me to try and say something. Listen, never has it been uh, more relevant to know swear words. So go watch Nicolas Cage uh, on oh, Netflix. Yeah. Talk mm -hmm. about the history of swear words performing very well um, so far. And I suspect this week on the banks of the three rivers. 
it will continue to, um, I'm going to myself, I'm apparently my first bath in the Pacific wasn't enough. I'm going to take <laughs> leave of you now and Good. head walk over slowly there. into the ocean. <laughs> I'm just going to walk into the ocean and see how this one turns. I don't know. <gasps> I, 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 I may talk to you on Wednesday. I may not. We'll see. All right. Well, good Sounds luck good, to Dave. Patchell and Dave out there. And as Charlotte reminded us, a reminder to all you, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember they're all our favorites. See you Wednesday. Not you, Browns. Yeah.